This episode of Markets Daily is sponsored by Kraken. It's Wednesday, July 19th, 2023, and this is Markets Daily from Coindesk. George Kaloudis here again for your daily news roundup. On today's show, we're talking Bitcoin, regulation, the latest headlines, and more. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. Bitcoin and Ether have recovered a bit after falling below their respective $30,000 and $1,900 support levels during the day yesterday and moved above those levels during Asian afternoon trading hours on Wednesday. The main news for the big cryptocurrencies remains the amount of money being poured into Bitcoin exchange traded products. New data from K33 Research shows that the Bitcoin equivalent exposure of exchange traded products listed worldwide increased by 25,202 Bitcoin, which is roughly $757 million, in the four weeks prior to July 16th. That's the second highest monthly net inflow surpassed only by inflows seen following the launch of ProShares futures-based ETF and other futures-based ETFs in October 2021. Elsewhere, XRP futures set open interest record high for 2023, climbing above $1.1 billion in the past 24 hours. XRP tokens surged as much as 6% for a second straight day of gains even as major cryptocurrencies remained little changed. The tokens touched $0.80, matching last week's highs before pulling back. The recent interest in XRP tokens comes after last week's U.S. court ruling that the sale of XRP on exchanges did not constitute investment contracts. Today's crypto market coverage comes courtesy of Coindesk Markets analysts Lalo Ledesma and Sharia Malwa. Bitcoin is currently trading at $29,942, while Ether is trading at $1,906 per token, according to the Coindesk Market Index. And shifting to the traditional markets. U.S. stocks advanced on Tuesday and are up this morning, partly boosted by a round of solid bank earnings announcements, namely Bank of America and Morgan Stanley, which both beat earnings expectations. In Techland, Microsoft and NVIDIA incredibly added $180 billion each of market capitalization in a single day. The numbers are getting so big, they really evade the imagination. As for the indexes themselves, in the US, the Dow Industrial Average and NASDAQ Composite are both up 1.4%, and the S&P 500 increased 1.1%. In Europe, the regional stocks 600 added 0.9%, London's FTSE 100 is up a strong 2.5%, and Germany's DAX put on 0.3%. In Asia, Hong Kong's Hang Seng Index is down 0.3%, the Shanghai Composite is flat, and Japan's Nikkei 225 added 1.2%. In commodities markets, Brent crude, the international benchmark for oil, is up 2.2%, trading at $80.26 as inflation worries ease, and gold is up 0.4%, trading hands at $1,980 per troy ounce. First Republic Bank is down big, some 32% trading at $0.34 a share. Today's traditional market coverage draws from MarketWatch. Stay tuned for after the break when we'll take a look at some regulatory news. Back in a minute. Meet the all-new Kraken Pro, the powerful, customizable, beautiful way to trade crypto. It's Kraken's most powerful trading platform ever, packed with trading features like advanced order management and analytics tools. 
all in a redesigned, modular trading interface. So head to pro.kraken.com and trade like a pro. Not investment advice. Some crypto products and markets are unregulated. The unpredictable nature of the crypto assets market can lead to loss of funds and profits. May be subject to capital gains tax. Welcome back. In big picture news, GOP lawmakers suggest Gensler's SEC is gaming news cycle to thwart crypto legislation. Two Republican members of the U.S. House of Representatives criticized the SEC's approach to regulating cryptocurrency and suggested the regulators' actions were time to overshadow and undermine efforts to write comprehensive legislation. Representatives French Hill from Arkansas and Dusty Johnson from South Dakota wrote in a letter sent Wednesday to SEC Chair Gary Gensler that, quote, while Congress works to close regulatory gaps, the SEC has opted to regulate by enforcement. This approach does not result in compliance and customer protection, but instead creates further confusion, as demonstrated by the recent summary judgment. End quote. The recent summary judgment is a reference to Ripple's partial victory in its court fight with the SEC. Making matters worse, the representatives wrote, quote, Certain commission actions were seemingly timed to coincide with related congressional activity, which appears calculated for maximum publicity and political impact. End quote. The insinuation here comes at a fraught time for crypto in the U.S. following the collapse last year of the FTX exchange and other major crypto businesses. Aggressive regulatory moves have led surviving companies to seek more hospitable jurisdictions and startups to avoid setting up shops stateside. Although they did not elaborate, the lawmakers appear to be referring to the timing of the SEC suits last month against leading crypto exchanges Binance and Coinbase. Both cases came days after the Republican chairs of two House committees released a discussion draft proposing an overhaul of crypto regulation in the U.S. As a side note, Representatives Hill and Johnson engaged in a bit of media maneuvering themselves here. They provided this letter to members of the press on the condition it not be published before a specific time, a common practice for business and government officials. But they still have a point here. The SEC's approach does not protect the public. And the letter closes with both a call for productive engagement with the SEC and with, quote, legislation would do far more to prevent future collapses of digital asset firms than enforcement actions. A statutory framework would establish a process for firms to come into the regulatory parameter and comply with consumer protections, rather than relying on enforcement actions to punish a bad actor after the damage has already been done, end quote. Here's to hoping for some common sense legislation and regulation here in the U.S. Coindesk's Mark Hoxstein has a story. On the topic of U.S. regulation, Nasdaq is dropping its plans for a crypto custody service which was slated to go live in the second quarter of this year. In March, the operator of the Nasdaq stock exchange said that it was putting together the infrastructure and regulatory approval needed for a crypto custody service. The firm had applied to the New York Department of Financial Services for a limited-purpose trust company, which would oversee the crypto business. Now Nasdaq has opted to halt these plans and its effort to pursue the necessary license considering the shifting business and regulatory environment in the U.S. The firm will, however, aim to continue supporting the digital asset industry in several ways, including partnerships with potential ETF issuers. Nasdaq's move is a blow to institutional adoption of crypto in the U.S., where regulators appear to be targeting crypto firms and related services, as we just discussed in the last story. This is prompting concerns that there will be an exodus of such firms to more hospitable jurisdictions. Coindesk's Elizabeth Napolitano has the story. 
And lastly, some international news. U.S. authorities seized funds belonging to Deltek, a Bahamian bank that serves crypto firms, amid an investigation into international money laundering, wire fraud, and bank fraud. Federal documents unsealed in federal court on Monday revealed the Secret Service executed several seizure warrants to confiscate funds from the bank's U.S. accounts amid their investigation into, quote, international criminal money laundering syndicates, operating cryptocurrency investment, and other wire fraud scams, end quote. The seizures were authorized on June 12th and 23rd. The affidavit reads, quote, Victims were fraudulently induced to transfer money into shell companies, at which point the money underwent a series of transfers, generally ending overseas, designed to conceal the source, nature, ownership, and control of the funds, end quote. The Secret Service received authorization to confiscate up to roughly $58 million, but the total amount of funds officials ultimately seized remains unclear. Coindesk's Elizabeth Napolitano also has this story for you. So lots of regulation and enforcement news out there today. And so I want to tie the thread here to something I mentioned in the markets section of the show today. I mentioned that Bank of America crushed earnings and is trading up. This is the same Bank of America that federal regulators said was found to have harmed customers by double dipping on fees, withholding credit card rewards, and opening fake accounts all of which are violations of various consumer financial protection laws. Bank of America has been ordered to pay more than $100 million to customers and $90 million in penalties. So all this talk of regulating crypto so that we can avoid scams and a bad customer experience may be fruitless if banks are still just allowed to do unethical things, pay the fine, and still beat earnings expectations, and have a wonderful day in the market. Just Google Bank of America news right now. How far do you have to scroll to find the news about this fine? Pretty far. And did you scroll past that onion piece and think it was a real piece? It was satire. But was it? In any event, I'll see you all tomorrow for some more crypto news. And that's our show for today. Thank you for listening. For those of you still with us, we'd love to hear what you think. You can email podcasts at coindesk.com with the subject line, Markets Daily. I'm George Kalutis, and this episode was produced and edited by Eleanor Paul with executive production by Jared Schwartz. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. I'll see you all tomorrow.